Welcome to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. Ross Brannan is a financial advisor who knows it's not just about your teeth. He helps dental practice owners protect and maximize today's cash flow to plan for tomorrow's cash needs. Find him at rossbrannan.com. On the show, he brings together experts to help dental professionals looking to make smart money decisions to grow their income, turn their retirement goals into reality, and improve their lives. And now, here's your host, Ross Brannan. Welcome to the show. Today, we have Jessica Nunn on the show. She is the founder of Maven Financial Partners. They take pride in helping business owners increase their financial awareness. Jessica launched her career as a CPA in big four public account public accounting, preparing tax returns for high net worth business owners. Later at middle market accounting firms, she provided financial planning, business consulting, and tax planning strategy to small businesses and their owners. Her years of experience and attentive service to her clients have been instrumental in forming Maven Financial Partners. Over the course of her career, Jessica has built trust with her clients by making the complex simple. That's a really big deal. She delivers financial solutions that are meaningful and advice Advice that is relevant to our clients' lives and businesses. That's a mouthful, but welcome to the show, Jessica. Thank you so much. Thank you. So we met through a mutual friend, uh, and we were we were we were told to talk. And when I learned what you did, I was really fascinated because you've kind of got this niche that quite frankly, almost everyone, if not everybody, needs, but nobody knows they need it. Would you agree? Yes, and it's sure challenging to, oftentimes it's challenging to tell people that they need it, but I will tell you, the world is changing. I think post-COVID, people are like, I need this. I need something. Something's missing. I can't put my finger on it. So now when they call, it's very, they're like, you know what? I need planning. I just need someone to help me make decisions. And we're like, finally, people know they need it. So you're, obviously you are a licensed CPA, but you're not an accounting practice. You're not a bookkeeper. What exactly does Maven do? Yeah, so I tell people I'm a recovering CPA. So I did tax returns for several, several years. And as exciting as that sounds, it's not my favorite part of what I was doing, right? I always liked talking to business owners and sharing with them what I thought they should be doing in their business. So we created Maven to do just that. So we work with dentists and other healthcare professionals to help them. It's really about building a financial plan for their business. So everyone's got this vision about where they want their business to be, what they want to be doing, what they want their practice to look like, but actually making it happen in the numbers is the hard part. So how do you know how many providers you'll need in order to generate X number of million in revenue? How do you know when's the right time to hire a hygienist? How do you know, you know, if you should bring in an associate? How do you how do you build that vision, but let the numbers be your guide? So that's what we do. So it's interesting. I talk about this a lot. I talk about there's a spectrum on the in the world of a dentist, um, how you have on one side, you have dentists, they own their own practice, but they really just own a job. Now, it's a good job, but they own a job. And then you have on the far extreme, on the other side, you have business owners who have to be dentists. They have multiple practices. They're making a ton of money. Then you have everybody in between. And to pick on the person who owns a job, they don't know their numbers. Um, you know, I, I talked with someone about a month ago and, you know, they were freaking out because they weren't making as much money. Well, what happened is 
all their expenses were increasing. There's this thing called inflation. Um, they hadn't been tr- they hadn't been increasing their rates at all. They haven't been working extra to make up. They very much had their lifestyle practice. They wanted to do it their way. It was only their way. They weren't open to doing to doing anything else. And the husband was getting involved. The husband's a small business owner. And he's very analytical, and he's like, "Whoa, what's going on?" And like they're in panic mode now because they don't have someone like you to kind of walk them through this. Yeah. So what we find too is people are learning that a year or two years after the problem starts, right? And and that's that's too late. You're already kind of in chaos at that point. So what we like to do is meet with clients every month. So every single month we're diving into what we call key performance indicators. So we're looking at who's producing what? What are you collecting? What is the money coming in, right? How what's actually how is the patient getting in the chair? How is the treatment happening? What's being accepted? What's being collected? And then what's going out? What are your costs? What are your expenses? How much is your payroll? I know everyone wants a raise, right? All these things are happening in the practice. How do we plan for it in that moment? So you don't look up a year ago and say, oh my gosh, like now my payroll is 40% of my revenue. What is happening? We want to help you see what's happening along the way and solve those issues before they're huge mountains. So do you look at uh, certain things like, you know, um, and I don't know the specific uh, name of this uh, th- this type of thing, but like, all right, if I'm bringing in a million dollars in collections, how much, what percentage of this is actually uh, profit or I get to yes. actually take home? Yes, and we talk about it so clearly. Like we'll say, listen, every dollar that comes into your practice, 25 cents you've spent on payroll, so that's gone. Another six cents you've spent on supplies, that's gone. Another nine cents, right, on your lab, 20 cents just on your other general overhead, that means you have this much left for you. What's so interesting is a lot of, ask a business owner, how much did you take home last year? And they usually don't know. Absolutely. Because they're taking it home, right, in a, a variety of ways. They know they get a W-2, right? I know that that's my profit somehow, I'm getting a W-2. And then they know that they take some distributions, but they also know that their tax guy calls them on April 15th and says, you made all this money, which does not sound like how much I took home. So how can that be? And where's that money, right? So even sometimes the act of understanding how much money you're making is super complex. We wanna make that easy. We wanna make it clear, but then let's compare it to how much should you be making? What should your practice be generating? What should you be taking home from that? And then close the gap. How do we get there? Now, is there a standard percentage of that number, uh, a percentage of collections that everybody should be getting, or is it vary from practice or specialty? Like, is it 25? Is it 35? Is it 45? So it does vary from practice and specialty. It also varies if you're the only dentist, if you're the only dentist producer in your practice, I like to say you should be profiting about 40%. So that's before your salary, before any perks that you take. And the reason is that if you're a a solo owner and a solo doctor practice, you're paying yourself kind of whatever you want. You're not paying yourself like, well, I produce this much. I better take 28% minus this much of my lab. Like you're not doing any kind of math. Your CPA said you should pay yourself X. So you're doing that. So we like to look at your profit before your W-2. And that amount we like to be 40%. But it is hard these days to get there. It is hard. You have to be an, a great. if you're a solo practitioner. Right. So if you have an associate, 
then obviously you're paying them. And then if you wanted to look at like a true profitability of your practice, then then you would want to understand how much you would be making if you were also an associate, right? It still gets complicated, but you even if you have an associate, you can still look at that profitability before you pay any of the doctors. Like just take that out because it muddies the water because you're probably not paying yourself as the owner an appropriate fair market value wage. So just for simplicity's sake, Take your P&L, right? Look at your income. Ignore depreciation because who's up at night worrying about their depreciation, right? Nobody. So add that back, add back interest, add back all of your doctor income, and then compare that to your collections. And if your number is 40%, then you're doing great. You're doing, especially if you're in network with insurance, especially, you know, if you're, um, if you're new, if you're growing, if you've got some capacity, if you can get to that 40%, you're doing great. Now we do have some clients that are at 50%. Oh, wow. Those, those clients are there because they're, they schedule efficiently. They schedule well, their patients accept treatment. So they're really able to uh, do the dental work that they, that they built this business to do in an efficient way and take care of patients. And that's reflected in their revenue per hour. So we really want to understand how do we how do we get to a revenue per hour that supports the practice. So it's interesting. We don't you know, when we first come in and look at clients and look at their financials, we're not like, "Mm, this is too high. This is too high. Cut this. No more staff lunches. No more. No more Spotify in the office. That's an extra. We don't cut costs like that's not really our method. What we do instead is we find that. If the practice profitability isn't what it should be, it's typically a function of revenue. We have an article and a saying we say a lot, and we say it's probably not your expenses. It's probably not the problem. So when we dive into revenue and we see who's producing what, how's the hygiene team doing, how's the schedule, how's case acceptance, then we can understand, okay, if, if all the wheels are churning, if everything is going really well, then you should be able to collect this amount and therefore your costs actually make sense. Almost never do we have too many team members, especially these days. Almost never do we have too much space. It's typically that we're not producing or collecting as much as we could. And I don't want everyone to hear me and say, oh, she's just talking about money. She just wants the practice to make more money. I mean, I do, it's your life, but truly, The production in your practice is an indication of how well, it can be an indication, right, of how well you're taking care of patients. You started this business to treat patients and take care of them. So when we're getting them to understand the treatment they need and accept the treatment that they need and then pay for the treatment that you're doing, we're we're doing what we set out to do. Well, in, in some respects, if it wasn't about money in some degree, then you'd just be an associate. Right. Or you'd volunteer your time. Right. This is not a charity. And so what I think a lot of people miss is owning a business is one of, if not the greatest way to create wealth in this country. And I I tell people that dentists who own our practice are sitting on a winning lottery ticket. They just have to make sure they know how to run it the right way. Some people naturally have those skills. Most people don't. And so then you have to go find ways to learn that might be by hiring someone like Maven, it might be going to seminars and reading books, but you're basically teaching them how to read financial statements on a monthly basis. Yeah. And the beauty of it is that I'm I'm teaching you, I'm showing you, but I don't suspect now they can call me and tell me I'm wrong that any of our doctors are like, Jessica, 
I read my own financial statements last Saturday and it was amazing. Like they don't really want to do it themselves. They There's want the to do it with us. Does. There's the occasional one who does. Maybe, maybe. But our, I mean, we even send our reporting in advance and sometimes they'll say, well, I really reviewed the reports and this is what I learned. And I think that's great. But most of them are like, heck no, I'm not looking at that without you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's hilarious. So, all right. So what are the biggest mistakes that dentists are, are are not doing or what are the what's the biggest mistake uh, they are doing whatever I, I truly feel a couple of things one I really 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 think that dentists are focused too much on these little silly expenses that aren't 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 going to move the needle hugely how about that I had one I always tell the story of one that called not that long ago and he knows I tell the story where I he called and said Jessica I'm not paying this workers comp what is this six hundred dollars a year I'm not paying it and I said listen it's the law that's not one of the ones you want to go wrong on yeah, how about we not but but also listen it's six hundred dollars the time it took for you to text me that and for me to tell you you're paying it you could have seen another patient right done some more treatment and it wouldn't even be a problem so i really i i do feel that if you're feeling and you're listening to this and you're thinking i just know that there's a lot of fat i have a lot of expenses i have a lot of costs maybe it's worth taking a deep dive but i'm telling you if you take that deep dive into your production and see what you're producing you will yield results faster and better it does seem like we're a lot of people i mean we're we're, you and i are probably guilty of this as well um is that we're just we can think too small or have a scarce scarcity mindset and realize okay let me just let me cut back that Spotify bill of $20 a month. That's really going to do something. Or, you know, it could be something as simple as, you know, schedule, get more efficient in your scheduling. Heaven forbid, work five week, five days in a week. <laughs> you know, well, We don't even try to get dentists to work more. Listen, I get it, right? I'm not trying to work more either. I'm not right. going to come in and say you need to work more. But what I will say is, listen, you know, oh, oh another thing we hear a lot. Um, my marketing isn't working. My marketing isn't working. I don't have enough new patients. Okay, okay, okay. And we try not to get too much into the operations, but I can tell you if you don't have enough new patients that that there's a concern there, right? You might not have enough production, but I would wonder how is your front answering the phone? How are you getting the new patients that are calling to get into the schedule? How are you successfully, um, what's your what's your experience like for the patient? It doesn't necessarily mean adding more days if you're more productive with your time, right? You're getting those new patients in, you're getting existing patients in, your recare is good, patients understand the value, they're not canceling on you every day, right? It's about, having the the type of practice where you can do the treatment that you want to do in the most efficient way so that you can be as profitable. We tell people too, this is like one of the most important lessons we try to teach our clients, that next dollar that you collect is the most profitable dollar. So think about it. You, you have all your bills all month, right? So you've got your supply bill, you've got your payroll, you've got all your bills. Once you've paid your bills, what's the cost associated with that next dollar? your lab and your supplies, everything else is paid. So that's the most profitable dollar. So if someone's looking to grow their practice fast or they can't seem to kind of get over that plateau, again, we'd really look at production, but maybe, maybe it's time to hire an associate. Maybe it's time to hire another hygienist. How can we, what's the fastest way that we can get those next last dollars into our practice because that's really where the profit is. 
Maybe it's buying someone else's practice, their charts, whatever it is. How can you get that next last dollar into your practice so that 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 that's what impacts the bottom line the most? So let's talk about some, uh, for lack of a better term, case studies. Um, what are you seeing? Like if I'm a dentist and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I need Maven. And I'm like, Jessica, help me out. So what kind of improvement are you seeing with your average, with your client on average the first 12 months? So what we don't do is promise that you're going to make more money. Like that is our goal and we want to see that. But what we do see in every case is that your stress is reduced. Your confidence is increased because now you know exactly what's happening. You know what's coming in. By the way, you can make more money when you are, when you, you're not stressed. That's probably true. That's probably true when you're not up all night stressing about your money, right? But when you know what's coming in, you know what's coming out. All of our clients, we we map out cash flow. So all of our clients know this is how much money should be in my checking a point at any point in time throughout the rest of the year. So if you're stressing out about what might be happening to your checking account or you're running your business by checking on your checking account, right? You only know that you're doing well because you're not out of money. <laughs> what if you were? Is it too late? Then that's that's really what we offer is that's why we say financial awareness. You know what's working. You know what's not. Also, you know what to focus on, right? As a business owner, how many things are happening? At least like a thousand, a thousand things you're worried about at one time. What if we said these are actually the three top things that if you put your time and your energy and your focus here, that will move the needle. 97 things are going great. What are the three things you can actually uh, focus on? That's, that's so, so good. That's, you know, focus on the things that you actually can, that will move the needle. For so, you, because it's right. different for everybody. So now you're not promising they're going to make more money, but that is probably a byproduct a lot, is it not? Oh, it totally is. Of course. Of course it is. But sometimes too, they don't, again, if we don't know how much money we're making, how do we measure success? How do we know if we're doing better than last year? How do we know if we're growing? How do we know if we're ready to do even more? We don't, if we don't, if we don't have a sort of a, a benchmark. The other thing too, I think that reduces stress and helps you kind of see where you are is, you know, we meet with so many dentists all over the country that if you're having a particular challenge, right? Like right now our challenges are staffing because we can't find the right people. So most practices are short, one or two people. And cancellations, everyone's talking about cancellations, right? We can get these patients to stick to their appointments and the schedule's falling apart, all of those things. But how great is it to get on the phone and we say, I know, I know you're having these problems. This is not a you problem. This is an industry problem. This is not a you problem. Here's how maybe you can help with that problem. Here's what you can do to create that value so people don't cancel. Here's what you can do, you know, maybe here's some creative ways on the staffing, but don't freak out that this is a you problem and you're failing. This is an industry problem, right? Or maybe it's something that will naturally resolve, whatever it might be. So I think that's helpful too. And we can say, oh, hey, you had a really great February. Yeah, it's kind of an, it, it, this, this actually wasn't a you problem either. <laughs> Most did, but we can kind of compare you to what's going on in the industry and help you see that you're not alone on an island. So what would you say, like, if someone's hearing this right now and they're like, oh my gosh, um, they're talking about me. What's besides going to mavenfp.com and booking an appointment, which they should do, uh, besides that, what's the first thing somebody should do? Okay, I want you to make sure that your financial statements, meaning your PL, is current. So even if you do book that appointment to have let's, a free let's, consultation let's, let's with define us, current. Let's define, let's define current. current. So you get on the phone, you have a meeting with us, you love it. We're we're fun. You're gonna love it. 
But what if we're looking at your financial statements, your P&L, and it's from 2021? Because that's the last time that your accountant put together a P&L for you. What is that going to tell me about your practice today? That you're in disarray. (laughs) So that's the first thing we're going to fix. So go ahead and fix it. But what we would what we would recommend is that you should have your profit and loss completed by the end of the month following. So right now, if it's middle of February, whatever it is, when you're listening to this, your financial statements should be done for the previous month by the end of this month. Okay, so get that house in order first. Understand what your financials are are providing to you and that they're that they're current so that they're not super old when we start working together. Now that's that's really, really good right but there. But if you're like, even that's too much, I can't do it, we'll we'll help you find a way to, to get a bookkeeper in place, to get your financials current, get everything in order so that you can see how you've been performing. And you guys have good bookkeepers that you work with and you recommend, yeah. correct? Yeah, we sure do. And, and yeah. you also have CPAs that you work with and you recommend, correct? We sure do. And the, the reason is that a lot of times people call us and they say, Oh, we're calling you because we need a new CPA. Well, will you please do our taxes? Well, you know I'm not going to do your taxes because we've decided that that's not a, a, the best way that I want to spend my time. So we're not doing your taxes and we're not doing your books, but we do have people that we love all over the country that we can refer you to. And sometimes that's all we do. Sometimes I say I'm not ready for you yet, but we'd still love to be helpful and provide the contacts that we have enjoyed working with. And what's what I find is when people don't have a good handle on their business, that kind of bleeds over to their personal life from a financial standpoint. And I can't tell you how many people I ask, what does it cost you to live every month? And they have no idea. I know. And the thing is, we tell people too, or I tell my team this, right? Like my or the consultants and the analysts on our team, I say, listen, imagine the change that you're making in the world, right? When you make this business owner, this wife, this husband, when you make them, their life less stressful, that impacts their kids, that impacts their staff, their team, like everybody's life is improved for the better because our client is less stressed and more confident in their decisions. It's a really good point. It's a really good point. Okay. So I'm a dentist. I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, Jessica is amazing. How do I get in touch with her? So a couple of ways, mavenfp.com, um, that's our website. We also are on Instagram, Maven Financial, where we put out all kinds of helpful videos and helpful information about what we are seeing in the industry. So you can follow us there and send us a message. We monitor that or shoot us an, in, an email, info at mavenfp, Frank Paul, like financialpartners.com. That's fantastic. Um, any last um, parting wisdom before we before we go here? I mean, it's a new year, right? We're fresh into this year. I think it's a really good time to make a plan. What do you want to happen in this year? How do you want the year to go for you, for your team? Um, is this the year that you get financially organized and get all those ducks in a row? I think it's a good time to start. Beginning of the year is when we have kind of the energy for these things. So good timing. That's great. So Jessica, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. This was fun. You've been listening to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brandon. This has been another episode of Financial Flossing with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. For more on Ross Brannan, visit rossbrannan.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.